or I want to say like, if you're listening to this and you can make it, Adam and I would love to meet you. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, you're, well, you already said it. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and say what you just said. Cool. Today is Tuesday, November 6, 2018, and you're listening to the Official View News. I'm Greg Pollock. And I'm Adam Jar. You can find links to all the stories we talk about in our weekly newsletter and on news.viewjs.org. Your text editor might have just gotten more view friendly because as of this week, Prettier now officially supports View. I like Prettier Views. Me too. There are a bunch of great View Vixen workshops coming up to learn View. November 12th in Sofia, Bulgaria. November 14th in Toronto, Canada. November 18th in Thessaloniki, Greece. November 23rd in Berlin, Germany. And December 3rd in Warsaw, Poland. Head over to viewvixens.org for more information on these events. There are an increasing number of applications that are using voice recognition these days. Yep, Alexa's always listening. I only send audio back to Amazon (laughs) when I hear you say the wake word. For more information and to view Amazon's privacy notice, visit the help section of your Alexa app. Yeah, that's what she says when we say we're paranoid that Alexa's always listening. She's like trying to be like, I'm not all that bad. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, Alexa's always <laughs> listening. Amazon's always listening. Uh, but in a new CSS Tricks article this week, Sarah Drasner shows us how to create a voice-controlled 3JS web visualization using a machine learning library called Luis. So this allows you to build natural language understanding into apps, bots, and IoT devices. So I could build a voice-controlled drone? You could. Sky's the limit. Do you love you, but don't use it in your actual job? Uh, yes, I do love you, but I use it a lot at uh, View Mastery. Mm, rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> well, if you're not as lucky as Adam or I, Anthony Gorgeous wrote an article on how to get your company to switch to View. So what's the trick? Well, he lists View selling points, as we've heard before, like how it's easy to learn, it's versatile and incrementally adoptable. He also says how it's a leadership opportunity, meaning companies who adopt it now will show their staff and their industry that they're a smart company who invests in a promising technology. I hear it's nutritious too. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) So, okay. So what else? Well, he also addresses some common misconceptions of you, like how Vue is a one-man project, which is just not true these days. It also doesn't have corporate funding, but Vue has grown so much with sponsorships and community funding that it clearly doesn't need corporate backing. Right. And I love how the Vue team can really just prioritize its users versus satisfying the whims of Google or Facebook or whoever. Organizing the API calls within your app can get tricky. If you don't put much thought into it, then you may run into issues when you need to reuse a call, the endpoint changes, you need to refactor the calls, etc. Right. It's much easier to have service layers for that versus having a new instance of Axios in each of your components that make a call. Exactly. And in a new article, Jorge Nieto explains what he calls the repository factory method. This is a hybrid of the repository pattern and the factory pattern. Interesting. How does it work? So in a nutshell, the repository file creates a single Axios instance, then you import that file into the resource files that need it. So if you have a blog, you'd have a posts file, which imports the repository file and uses it to make calls to get your posts, get a post or create a post. Then you'd import that file into your factory file, which is essentially a simple object that returns the requested resource. Hmm. Then you'd import your factory file into the actual component that needs to make the call? Correct. Or into Vuex or wherever. 
Vue provides you a lot of best practices for building your app, but what happens when your app gets big? You might need additional best practices that weren't talked about in the Vue guide. Right, like maybe the repository factory method that we just heard about. <laughs> right, yeah. I also want to mention that Stefan Soron is writing a series on making a large-scale app in Vue. In his first article, he speaks about using Vuex with modules to have a single file for each of your models. Like one module for your user, another for your posts, another for to-dos, like that? Yes. And one thing that was surprising from the post was the suggestion that you should avoid using Vuex helper calls. You mean like map getters, map mutations, map actions? Yeah. So that is surprising. Why would he say to not use those? Stefan mentions that when component code gets longer, it can become harder to distinguish between a component's own methods or properties and the Vuex calls. So he recommends explicitly calling the store using the standard this.$store. Okay. What if I told you it's actually really easy to integrate RxJS in a Vue app? I'd call you a liar. That's L-I-A-R-R-X-J-S. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'd probably call you a liar too. But in a new article, Francesco Vitulo claims it really is easy. He demonstrates how to combine Vue, TypeScript, and RxJS with the plugin ViewRx. Oh, so he makes it look easy. Well, okay, so he does a pretty good job of breaking concepts down, so it's definitely worth a read. But easy, I'd more so say it's perhaps less intimidating than you might think. All right. If you're looking to get started with Nuxt, Christian Nwamba recently wrote up a starter tutorial that will get you up and running with the latest version. He also discusses how Nuxt does server-side rendering, so our apps are rendered both on the client and the server. It's all about speeding up rendering, so your web page always loads quickly. Dynamic forms are forms that are essentially created based off some data. Like if you have an array of field objects, you could create a new form based on the fields it needs. Yep, that's the idea. And in a quick blog post, Raymond Camden shows how to get started with creating dynamic forms by using dynamic components, specifically making use of the is attribute. Check it out. Lastly, I want to mention that Vue Toronto is next week. It's a huge three-day Vue conference with a tutorial day followed by two days of single-track talks. Greg and I will be there teaching our Intro to Vue workshop and handing out our free cheat sheets. Yep, both the Nuxt and the Essential Vue cheat sheet. If you're listening to this and you can make it, Adam and I would love to meet you. And thanks for listening to this week's official Vue News podcast. Be sure to tune in every week for the latest news in the Vue community.